3: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, went to bed last night, fairly confident that we would had a great day. We've met with over 4,000 people by internet, by email, by uh, conference call, and by webinar. Got everybody lined up, everybody got in their application for the PPP loan, which is the uh, payroll protection plan. And uh, we thought we had it clicked. We, you know, we figured it out. We answered all the questions we thought we had to answer. We filled out the forms, we signed them. We, some of us you know, were working late in the evening getting stuff done. Uh, others of the people you, know, were right woke up you know, at midnight to file these things because it started at 12:01. I had ours done, or we had gotten ours done. My staff got it done uh, by about six o'clock yesterday. And so I was fairly happy and went to bed pretty comfortable that we'd had a great day. Woke up this morning, over 100 emails since midnight. What did every email say? The government and the banks, or the banks are saying the government has not given them the direction they need to decide whether or not you qualify for a loan. Do you have the needs? They did not establish the needs qualification for whether or not you get one of these loans. It's just something that they they did or I would say did not do and so the banks are waiting on this qualification. Hence hundreds thousands, probably tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, but at least tens of thousands of people's applications are on hold. So, what's up next? When I get off the show here, I've already got it looked at. i got 29 emails since I came in this room to start this show. That's bizarre, this is, right? And uh, so, I'm sure within 29 of these emails will be one of them that have something irrelevant and interesting to say. Uh, the other 28% or 28 of the 29 are probably people just crying, upset, moaning, complaining so on and so forth um, I do wish that I could send you this email though I got it's an incredible email somebody sent me and if any of you ever taken my class we talk about purple Martians and dealing with purple Martians um, that's street people the people you see on TV they're just out of their mind there's no way that they really belong in our society but they're there we all know they're there and um, if you've never seen a Purple Martian, you don't know what one is. You just need to watch Jerry Springer or Maury Popovich or Dr. or Judge Judy or any of the judge shows, and you see this ridiculous stuff and the way these people live and the things they do, and you go, that's that's got to be made up. They're paying those guys. No, those are real people. And uh, so we talk about when you, as a normal person, who believes that people have normal belief systems, uh, meet one of these people that... Um, You're going to lose. You're going to lose because you're going to believe they think about the world the way you think about the world. Where in their mind, they're thinking about every way, shape, and form they possibly can rip you off. Steal from you. Lie, cheat, and steal from you. the, The common saying is, if the mouth is moving, they are lying. That's just the way these people are. And they'll lie to cover a lie to cover a lie to cover a lie. In fact, if you catch them, they'll laugh at you. And then they'll tell you another lie. Well, I just told you that because I thought it'd be easy for you. Here's what, I re- here's what really happened. And then they'll tell you another lie, right? So and they, they bogus their information. They'll give you false um, paycheck stubs and uh, bogus IDs and all kinds of stuff, right? There's a whole different underworld out there that you don't know about. But the one thing I always tell people is if you don't understand that underworld and you deal with them, You will walk away from that transaction with your underwear on your head with the brown stripe down the middle, and you'll smell that brown stripe and go, boy, this business stinks because you just got had. Well, somebody sent me a picture. Actually, it's my daughter, now that I think about it. It was my daughter sent me a picture of a guy at the grocery store with the underwear on his head as a face mask. It is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, knowing this 30 years that I've spent talking about this. It's actually become a active dress type. Now, I guess uh, what would you call it, fad? People are going to be walking around with underwear on their head. Yep, it happened. You all know me. You know, I've said it for years. Uh, I'll try to get the picture out. I don't know anything about electronics. I'll see if I can get the picture onto Facebook or something. But uh, so you can see it. But it's just it's hilarious. So, So what does it mean to me? Nothing. It was just funny. But what is of meaning to me is a couple things. I've told you that we need to watch six different things during this period of time and be aware of health food, supplies, income, security, and investments, and I'm trying to cover all these things for you. Today, I'm going to give you a brief overview of the six, and then I'm going to do something different. I want to talk to you about an individual, probably the nicest person in the world, in fact, it seemed like overly nice, nice to the point of detriment, probably, uh, who lost five houses in a row. And the person joined up the program, so I'm not going to use their name, uh, his or her name, um, But as you listen to the story, you can picture this person because it's just ridiculous that some people in our society have so little understanding of business now. I always say real estate is counterproductive or counterintuitive. I'm sorry. Just about everything you think you know about real estate, you don't really know about real estate. If you said to go left, you probably should have gone right. That's the way real estate works, and I'm going to explain it to you. Because what I'm going to do is I ask this person to explain to me how they lost five houses in a row. Now, they did this before they were members of Lifestyles. Uh, or, you know, they're just if they did it after they were members of Lifestyles, they're just breaking every rule that's in the book. And by the way, when I teach the class, or any of my people teach the class, they always tell you, go to the back of the book, Now write this in there. I will not do what Del Wamsley said to do. Now, why do we have you write that in there? Because you won't. Because we'll tell you the right way to do things, and you won't do it the right way. Okay? So we'll come back to that, because it's going to be interesting stuff there. You're not going to want to miss this, I guarantee you. This will either make you laugh your butt off, or it will make you cry your tears out, one of the two. And you will come away listening this either going, Dell, you're the, the funniest commentator I've ever seen. This is incredible stuff. Where do you get it? Or you'll go, God, you're the biggest bad, dip. you come up with a derogatory you want to throw in there, a person I've ever seen to share this kind of stuff. But this is openly shared with me, uh, from me with really truly, empathetically wanting to know how you could lose five houses in a row. And it wasn't five houses all at one time. It was five different houses, which I think is almost impossible to do. Uh, and I'll explain why I think that's impossible to do when we get into it. But let's start out. Let's talk about health. Health uh, is not getting better. In fact, I think what I derived from today's meetings uh, on the news is that you got to think about it this way. Let's talk about the violence. We'll talk about the business problem. The virus problem, is it going away anytime soon? Well, think about this. The way they're explaining it is there's going to be a peak in each and every city slash region. And New York is the furthest along. And New York hasn't even hit its peak yet, which means every other city slash region in the country is far behind New York. And New York just keeps going up and up and up and up in number of deaths. And that means the rest of the country is going to go up and up and up in number of deaths. And more and more cases. And this is a virus. And the way it was explained the other day, I thought it was really excellent. Somebody on TV explained it this way. said, do you not understand what viral means? Young kids today, they say they put this video out there and it went viral. It went from 10 friends to a hundred friends, to a million views, it went viral. Well, that's the way this is, and and that's why it's called going viral. Viral means it grows exponentially fast. You can't stop it, right? So it's gone viral in New York. It went viral in Italy, Italy, I'm sorry. Uh, But it's only just starting all over the country. So even once we peak, you got to come down the other side. But we haven't even gotten to peak, and that's only in one city. So get over yourselves. This isn't going to go on for just one or two more weeks. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to bum you out. I'm just talking about the truth. And the guy who emailed me the other day and said, okay, Dell, you don't realize the numbers are exponentiating and you don't seem to care about people's deaths. Hey, that's not true. I understand it. And I do care. There's just nothing I can do about it. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show.
2: What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week? What about a month? A year? How soon before you'd lose everything you've worked so hard for in a fraction of the time it took you to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. You can start with the workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com and find your true financial peace. Like so many of our members already have, go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
1: We know you're out there Get total freedom in your life, safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working until you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Over 28 years ago, Dell Walmsley founded Lifestyles Unlimited. Dell has taught over 100,000 people just like me and you the principles of financial freedom through his national radio shows and personal one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that has changed so many lives. This workshop takes you inside what we do and what we believe. We'll share with you the five ways we make money in real estate and much more. Just like your personal trainer, the Lifestyles Unlimited team will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866 971 8970 or go to DellOnTheRadio.com. That's DellOnTheRadio.com to register for the workshop that will change your life. That's DellOnTheRadio.com.
2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your
1: first three orders while supplies last.
2: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Talk 1370. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
3: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are discussing, as we have been for weeks now, Uh, the situation uh, that we're all living under in the COVID and virus atmosphere and we're talking about our physical health our food supplies our income security and our investments all those things are being infected uh, during this time and we're trying to get our arms around it so as I talked about the health aspects we're in this thing for a long time guys this isn't going away anytime soon and I'm not trying to tell you that to again to scare you or to you know anything other than hey just get over it it's gonna take a while For this stuff to go through next one food and supplies like uh, yesterday I told you I had not seen anything or heard anything about food and supplies being a problem the news is now starting to run little snippets of people that are in the food business starting to have problems in other words there's no workers to pick vegetables out of the field because all the illegals are hiding because they can't get any welfare checks or whatever. I don't know what the deal is. I'm just kind of laughing at the situation. And I guess I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. But sometimes I just make fun of stuff just to get it off my chest. Uh, but the bottom line is is that we're starting to see some food suppliers even worry about whether there's going to be enough people that aren't sick to deliver the food and get it to you so forth. Uh, what am I going to do about this? Mm. I'm going to look at my, my very, very um, life-saving supplies, and I'm going to go a little little deeper on life-saving supplies. Now, what do I mean by life-saving supplies? Well, I don't know if you know this or not, because many of you have never done anything with diet, nutrition, physical fitness, and health. I'll just give you a little idea. When I was a kid, I weighed 200 pounds in fourth grade. The way I lost all my weight is I ate one can of tuna fish and one can of green beans three times a day for a summer. At the end of the summer, I was the best-built kid in the state of... Wisconsin, and I was captain of my football team. I was ripped to shreds. I was the strongest kid in the state with powerlifting, because I started lifting weights, and I dieted on one can of tuna fish and one can of green beans three times a day. And I just, I mean, I had no fat on my body. I was ripped to shreds, at like young age, right? I mean, I think I was maybe whatever it is, middle school, whatever middle school is. Um, so, I've always known that you know, it's it's not your metabolism that makes you lean or makes you fat it's what you put in your face and i also found out what it really takes to live and for all those guys out there that are bodybuilders or girls out there in this day and age that are bodybuilders you realize it's really protein that we live on that's what our bodies organisms need small amount of carbohydrates to keep our uh, our brain functioning and so forth Uh, so what do you really need well i'll tell you what i can live on i can go out there and buy cans of chicken cans of tuna fish and i could live forever that stuff never goes bad and I could eat it every day. I could eat it three times a day. So I'm going to load up on that. That's something you need forever. Other things that I eat all the time is like eggs and cottage cheese and stuff like that. I eat, I eat eggs, eight, ten eggs, I think it's ten eggs a day. Um, cottage cheese, I eat at least a half a pound, uh, a meal two or three times a day. So there's certain things I can load up on. And some of them are perishable and some of them are not. The perishable ones, you can't keep more than, you know, a couple days' worth in your supply. But the non-perishables, man, you can load those things up. So canned foods and or powdered foods and uh, just proteins. You know, I went out and bought enough whey protein that I could live on this stuff for a year if I had to. Uh, so it's there. I'm supplied. I won't die. I won't starve. I may not have great meals. If they cut off food today, I could live for a month or two put it that way. Now, I don't have any of those meals, you know, those dried food bag meals. I just, I've never bought them. I've never thought I needed to. i thought I could live off stuff you get out of the store, but you might want to do that, okay? But, you know, again, I'm not saying the whole world's coming to end, but I am saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. Let's talk about income. Uh, somebody sent me a, sent me an email, or actually it was a text today. It was a joke, but I, I have to tell you, it was a funny joke. It was the, the the text said, "Hey, I got my U.S. government check in the mail today," and it was a snap, snapshot, snap of his bank statement, right? And there it was, federal government twelve hundred dollar um, bonus, whatever it's called, whatever they gave it a name, some federal name for it, and there it was in his bank account, twelve hundred bucks, and you go, wow, okay, so it's really working. And then you step for a second, and you go, wait a minute. Let me look at this closer. And <laughs> you look a little closer, and the the entry right above it was his monthly charge for one porn outlet, and the charge directly below it was for one, one month cl- of his on-TV porn network. And then I started to be a little suspect to the whole situation, figured out, mm-hmm, joke's on me, right? I haven't heard of anybody getting their $1,200 check yet. Um, supposedly they're supposed to be out. The um, Kudlow, the business guy for Trump, he was sweating bolts today on TV saying, oh, yeah, these loans are all in place. And I'm telling you, the loans are not in place. He says the banks are all ready to go. And I'm telling you, the banks are not ready to go. He is lying on TV, right blatantly lying on TV because he knows it didn't go down. <laughs> we have... 10,000 people I could have you call in right now and say hey I filled mine out it didn't go down okay so if you want people to call in and verify that now when will it go down don't know don't know but uh, I do know that didn't go down today so income level we haven't seen the checks come out yet they're promising they will come out Um, loans we've all applied we've got nothing on those so far Um, what's the good news the good news is, and, um, and I'm going to sour it, the good news is is that almost, a, a, I want to see how to say this, a very high percentage of everybody that we spoke to that has apartment complexes is finding their collections are either better than last month or very similar to last month. In other words, people didn't run out of money in March. Um, they're paying their April 1st payment. Now, we'll see what happens in May because the way I see it is, I see this as being viral also. So today you have people that have money in the bank at least one month worth the bills, they're still paying. You see people that have two months in the bank, they're still paying. And then there's three months in the bank, I'm sorry, in savings, and they're, it's still paying. But next month, the people who only had one month, they're gone. They won't pay. So now it's harder on the people that have to pay the mortgages, all of the real estate owners. And so the the real estate owners that have money in the bank and staying power because they have cash, they will lose very few people. But as the next month comes around and more and more people have gone down and eaten through their savings and they don't have the money to pay, they're gonna have to make the strategic decision not to pay. And when that happens, it's gonna take out the next layer of property owners that didn't have but a month or two of, um, what do you call it? reserves, right? And, and so they're going to go out somewhere down the line. Point being, each month that this thing goes on, a larger number of owners will go out of business. A larger number of tenants will not be able to pay. Uh, It's going to spiral. It's going to be viral. Let's use that word viral. It's going to happen, right? Security front Got my generator checked made sure my generator works You know when the, the people don't come to fix the electric and there's a giant storm and all the wires are down There's nobody to fix them. Do you have electric I do you know what I mean? Do you have a generator for your home? Maybe you want to rush out to Home Depot and buy a generator. I don't know Whatever it is, you got to start thinking about your security. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley radio show.
0: Talk 137 the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America. One person at a time. Del Wamsley.
3: Del Wamsley radio show today. We've been discussing as we have over the last two weeks where we are on a day-to-day basis, uh, as opposed to what's happening in coronavirus world. And we're covering six different topics, health, food, supplies, income, security, and investments. And, um, so we've covered everything here. The security, like I said, some of the security things that I've taken care of uh, is I have my generator perfected. I've got all my guns cleaned and armed and ammoed up and, you know, I've got ammo everywhere. And we're well protected that way. Uh, but, you know, you need to look at other kinds of security, the security of where your money's at. you realize that the FDIC only insures $250,000 per person on an account, per account? per bank or per bank not per account so if you have got three or four accounts in one bank they're not secure they're not safe you have a total 250,000 protected I was on the phone with a person the other day and they're talking to me about how to get their money where it should be and we talked about taking your money and spreading it out over ten or twenty different banks Um, and how much can you put in each bank well this person had a husband wife and one child so if you put all three names on the account that gives you 250 times three or $750,000. So you spread your money out, divided by 750,000, and that's how many banks you need to be in. That type of thing, you need to think about that because uh, money is not going to be protected. If all these banks go broke with all this stuff, uh, your money's going to be gone past a certain amount. So uh, that's a, an issue people should be considering also. Uh, and then we get into investments, and I think quite simply the understanding of investments at this point is I get... get Probably 10, 20 emails uh, a week, basically asking, "What do I do now?" I mean, it's the long-standing question. In fact, I think I have one of those emails even sitting here right now. Let's see if I have that. It says, um, mm, "Okay, let's talk about this, this is an interesting one." It Says, "Thanks for answering my email on yesterday's show. I'm Mister B and I'm Mister Type B now Analytical Paralysis Guy." And the answer to your question of when you say "go," will I? go is a resounding yes so in other words I was saying the other day this guy sounds like somebody who normally would be on the sideline kicking tires but he's saying he will go I still need to find the right general contractor and hard money lender but I will be working on that while waiting for the end of the world to play out I don't know that hard money lenders will be available at that time I got a cost from a hard money lender that was about three times what the single family worksheet indicated. It should be a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's COVID 19 panic has just set in. I was primarily planning on being a passive investor, but now I'm looking at single families and or being an IRO, which I don't know that I have enough money to be an IRO. Well, let's let's look at this thing. The hard money lenders don't want to lend now for this reason. They believe Real estate values are going down. So the premise behind a hard money lender is uh, you buy the property let's say it's worth hundred thousand dollars in what we call after repaired value. I'm just making up a number, right? So if it's worth a 100 after you repair it, that's what it's going to appraise for. You buy it for 50, and you're going to put you know 10 or 20 in it for rehab. They're going to lend you that money because by the time the rehab is done, the house is going to be worth way more than that. They've got their collateral there. Right, what they're afraid of now is if you buy a house for for fifty or sixty thousand, and you put twenty or thirty thousand into rehab it, and so now you're at like eighty or ninety, and then all of a sudden the value of real estate drops, and that house is only worth seventy, dollars collateral they're upside down on their collateral, and so they're not going to be that excited about lending during a downward trending market. If they do, what they will do is cut back the percentage of the after repaired value they will give you. Uh, as a cushion to protect themselves in this situation. So back at the last crash in 2008, I think they dropped it to where they would only lend, and I think Fannie Mae got down to where it only lends 75, 65 to 75%. Well, you figure if the after repair value is 100, and they're willing to lend you 65 or 70%, they're banking on the value of the real estate not to drop more than 35% from where it's at. So my answer to you is, Those hard money lenders are not available today. But when they see that the prices have already dropped, they will come out of the woodwork like ants. They'll be around again because they know if the values are, you know, down and you can get a good deal, then they're going to be able to protect their capital. Of course, like I said, during the beginning of all that, they're going to want to uh, get a larger down payment or have a lower debt amount of debt to after repaired value ratio than what they have been doing in the past I mean they got pretty aggressive there for a while and they were lending up to 80% of the after repaired value situation right so I promised you now for two days that I was going to talk about this individual here and um, the investment strategy this person uh, used and I'm trying to say a person because I really don't know if it's a guy or a girl the name is one of those kinds of names you just really don't know and besides that, I really don't want to give any indication who this person was. I don't want to create a gender bias in this situation, nor race bias, nor anything other than education biased and maybe even poverty biased economic um, situation, their economic situation, thus leading to their economic Bias in doing something that certain most of us wouldn't do, they would do because they come from an economically impoverished background. Now, I don't have that fact. So, having said that, I, I can't really even lay that there. But as I read it, my premise comes to, gosh, I don't know how else. So, the story is this guy has or gal has again, I can't tell what it is has at least five houses, has bought five houses and lost those five houses, right? So let's talk about the story. I asked, how did you lose the houses? Um, How did you lose five houses? And the guy said, I did everything wrong. and lost all my money. Okay, well, let's go on. House number one. Purchased this house in 2007 for $13,000 and put $30,000 in for rehab. Okay? Well, at first glance, I'm going, wow, that sounds like a heck of a deal. And then I thought, wait a minute, what kind of a house can you buy for $13,000? And the house was built in 1925. It was a three-bedroom and one bath. It doesn't mention anything about a garage of any kind, so it's just really an old, old home. Now, here's here's an economically... Gosh, I'm trying to think of the right way to explain this. Only in certain people's lives and minds would a 1925 house even make sense to buy. I saw when there was the floods in the Northeast and, you know, the same family lived in the same house three generations and they bought it in 1900s. And grandpa lived there and dad lived there. And now the kid lives there. I... That's the only way I say, I don't, I don't know how you go out and buy a house built in 1925, but if you go up to New York and you go up to the eastern states, right, you see these houses are there and people still live in them, and they're very expensive. So then I go, well, how can that be, and they're only worth 13000 bucks. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this because I'm not really someone that understands that marketplace, right? All I know is I wouldn't buy a 1925 home. Why? Because almost everything in it is out of code. I mean, it's a disaster. Literally a disaster. Yet I see people on this old house every single day spend three, five hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand to rehab a house that I wouldn't live in. And they spend the money to rehab it. And it's a you know, historic house, or it's a certain kind of house, or, you know, it's a shaker, it's a this, it's that, and all this, and I don't get all that stuff, but I will tell you this, you don't get all that stuff, but it doesn't work as a real estate investment philosophy. You can't go buy 1925 homes and get anywhere with them. They're already a 100 years old, guys. Okay, enough of that. It goes on and says, I did it with all my own cash. All right. At this point, he had not taken any classes. He didn't even know what hard money was. Uh, Beginners out there do this all the time. Now he's eaten up all of his cash. I put a conventional mortgage on it a year later for around $52,000 with a payment of $659. Now, you got to start thinking as we go through this process. I got to make sure we have enough time and we don't. We're running out of this segment here. So, we go on and say, I repaired everything, and I was acting like the general contractor on the project. Rule, don't do your own rehab. He did his own rehab. Don't use your own cash. He used his own cash. I replaced the HVA system, jacked the house up under the crawl space, replaced all the galvanized pipe with PVC, replaced the drain line sewer pipe, upgraded all the electrical uh, carpet. Do you understand what he's saying? He basically rebuilt the entire house. Are you with me? In 2007, the appraisal value of the house was $67,000. But that's not the appraisal, I bet. It's a tax assessed value. I don't think he ever got an appraisal on this house until later in the story. Because I was not aware of doing, well, we got to go to break. We'll come back. I'm going to pick it up right there because I want to get this out. This is the kind of stuff you really can't do on the radio very effectively. I'm going to do it. May not be effective, but i got to get it out. We'll be right back. I am I willing to get in right now? Is the world over, is the good world over, is it going to crash?
2: Miss your chance to ask Dell a question during the show? You can connect with Dell off the air, too. Go to DellOnTheRadio.com, click on the Twitter link, and ask your question. Hashtag AskDell.
3: I believe that a good teacher has the skill set to be able to bring people through multiple levels of learning that are completely different from one another.
2: Have a comment for Dell instead? Use hashtag TellDell.
1: Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com.
3: Austin's Talk, 1370. Some more unconventional wisdom to set you free.
0: From the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
3: The Del Wamsley Radio Show. We're in the last segment here, and I've got to squeeze this piece in. Uh, I know this is inappropriate radio, but for those of you who are just tuning in, you can go back and listen to the podcast. We've got a short story here of what we're doing. is a guy lost five houses in a row, and we're trying to look at what the guy did to make him lose the houses. And he's already broken two major rules. Number one, he paid cash for the house. Number two, he um, did all the work himself on the house. And number three, I don't think he got an appraisal. I think he's using the tax assessed value, thinking that is an appraisal on the house goes on and says uh, he replaced everything. I mean, this house is a 1925 home. He replaced everything. And like I said, I would never buy a 1925 home because you have to completely rebuild it from the ground up. In 2007, appraised value of the house was 67000 Again, I think this is a tax assessed value, and I'll show you why. I was not aware of doing... And after repair appraisal before you purchase the house, nor using a hard money lender. So he wasn't even aware that there was such a thing. My first resident was a friend of my aunt who had a family of three. I didn't do any background checks. There again, broke another rule, only an application and a lease. I charged her $700 a month. They paid the rent on time and took good care of the house. My second resident was a former girlfriend of my brother. Whew. Broke another rule. Don't rent to family. Don't rent to friends. I didn't do a background check. Don't rent without a background check on her either. Only an application. I charged her $600 per month. Get this. He dropped his rent $100 a month. Why? Because she was a single mother. She took care of the house and paid the rent on time. Now, remember, his payment's $659 a month. He's losing $59 a month. To rent to this lady, even when he's renting it for seven hundred, he's barely even paying for, you know, a forty dollar a month gain. My third and last resident at the house was local, lived in the local area. He, his wife, and two children were on the lease for uh, that lived there. I got deposited and two months of rent up front. The deposit was only five hundred bucks. Okay, remember our rent deposits are at least equal to one month's rent, or sometimes double and triple. And the rent was seven hundred. At least he went back up to seven hundred. I got paid four more months of rent after that, then it was nothing but sob stories. I tried to arrange for payments, couldn't get anything from them. The resolution was I got an attorney to evict him. Four months later, after that, I went five months without paying rent. Yeah, the guy had destroyed the house, it left the house with $8,000 worth of repairs and damage. The neighbor told me he was selling drugs and having prostitutes at the house. Wherever I stopped by, I never saw anything like that. The house was clean and would be only person in there. I even did a background check. And it was clean. So how did he do $8,000 worth of damage? If you went over there to collect the rent, you looked in the building, what he had done for $8,000 is absolutely unaware of me. He goes on and says, the value of the house dropped to $30,000. Well, what that means is the tax assessed value didn't drop. The taxes aren't going down to thirty. He had a, a tax assessed to 67000 The house can't drop to a value of $30,000, right? So what happened was he finally got it appraised. At $30,000 and realized he was upside down I was paying the mortgage payments to 659 for 18 months out of my own pocket because I have didn't have resident living there why didn't you have a resident living there uh, for five months because I couldn't pay them so I let the bank take the property back I was advised to give the house back to the bank obviously this guy didn't have a mortgage Obviously, this guy didn't have an appraisal on the property. The bank simply looked at the tax assessed value and said, okay, we'll lend you some money. Guy doesn't seem like a bad guy, or I don't think they would have lent him the money. He had enough money to do uh, 13000 purchase and $26,000, or he had whatever, 46000 bucks. He was all in this thing for, right, some amount of money, and he took out a loan. Now, this is what I don't get. If you bought the thing cash, then you did the rehab cash, and then you pulled out a loan of $52,000. My question is, where's the 52,000 bucks? Guy says the guy did $8,000 worth of damage, he couldn't afford to fix it, so he couldn't afford to put it back up for rent. Why did he, when he let five, six months of no payment on the thing, why didn't he evict the guy right up front? And why didn't he fix the house and put it back up for rent? And where is the $52,000? And who gave him the advice to just let it go back? You see why you need to be in a program like this? These decisions that were made were absolutely backwards in almost every situation. He didn't buy the house right. He didn't rehab the house right. He didn't rent the house correctly. He didn't manage the house correctly. And in the end, when he got in trouble, he had the wrong advice given to him on what to do. So you see... This is a bad situation. The next house is almost exactly the same. In fact, there's five of them. It just gets worse. The story actually gets worse. And as I can see how long it takes to go through one example, uh, just the long and short of it is I bought this house at foreclosure for $35,000. I put 12000 in it. Uh, the after repaired value was $68,000, so he's in for forty-seven. So he had $21,000, uh, actually $19,000 a gain there. Uh, the bank filed, and the FDIC was taking to get my loans refinanced to work with. Uh, I was able to get a refinance on a, into a conventional local bank with a current client. I was able to get a refinance with a mortgage with a local bank. I think there's a refinance of 50000 bucks. So he took that loan uh, to, I'm sorry, he got a loan of 50000 on a $68,000 house, okay? Uh, again, where did he get the money to buy this thing, right? Where did he get the money to rehab this thing? He said there really wasn't that much wrong with the house except for a big giant hole in the kitchen because you could see the ground. I had to replace the HVA system, the fixtures, the kitchen, the bath, the updated electrical, and plumbing. And that in his brain was not much. Let me say that again. He had a hole in the kitchen. You could see the ground. He had to replace the HVA system because there probably was none. New fixtures in the kitchen and bath, updated the electricals. like I told you, everything's out of code, and plumbing. I asked him if there's anything. Oh, then he moves a tenant in, and as he hadn't finished the rehab yet, he asked him, "Is there anything that I can do to make the house more pleasant?" So I finished the hardwoods that was under the carpet and den and living dining room. Placed the front door with front door that he had with him, and replaced the light in the dining room with his chandelier, and replaced the vanity of one that he picked. I was an additional $5,000 out of my pocket. I thought thought they were ideal residents, but I had, after five years in the house, they started complaining about everything. Of course they started complaining about everything. It's a 100-year-old house, guy. And why did you spend an extra? You've already leased the house. Why spend $5,000 more on it after you've already signed a lease? I could see doing it before you did because you thought you could get more money, but he didn't get more money. Because he did the work. How much was the rent? $700. Same animal. There you go, folks. Five times in a row. He got the house go back to the bank. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.